You tuned in to Relationship Factor, where we talk about all things relationships for millennials, moving you from a problem to solution, from functional to exceptional relationships. I'm your host, Kingsley Moyo. Hey, thanks again for downloading another episode of Relationship Factor. If we are not already connected, I hang out a lot on Instagram. Find me. Uh, the handle is Relationship Factor. Occasionally, they are dropping some relationship nuggets that will pick you up and carry you throughout the weekend. Some helpful tips on how to build healthy relationships. On this episode, I talk about something that has really puzzled me over time and it's really something quite concerning and has caused a lot of people to to throw in the towel on 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 marriage it's the 50 percent divorce rate that you hear all over around and being quoted and being mentioned and i i figured i i get on the relationship faster podcast and talk about this and bust the bubble let's get to it You've all heard the stats before. Divorce rates are at 50%. And in fact, sometimes they are quoted as higher than 50%, which is kind of high. I, I actually believe that stat for a long time. I mean, I even spoke about it where if I stand up to speak to couples and marriages and in platforms, I spoke about it. And I don't even know where I was quoting it from, but I did quote it. And for some strange reason, I never took the time to check if it was actually correct. And you know, there's some issues that come up with a stat like that. I mean, if you start looking around, you will actually have confirmation bias. You'll begin to see that, hey, you know what? Couples are getting divorced. You start looking around in your friends and you see that they're getting divorced. Maybe you got divorced. Your mom and your dad got divorced. And you're thinking, hey, you know what? This number may be true after all. One in two marriages won't make it. I mean, why should I get married after all? If I'm seeing all of this happening around me, why, why, why bother? This is, this is a long-standing depressing myth that 50% of marriages in North America end in divorce. And at that point, why even try? Why should I even get to a point where I want to commit with somebody, spend the rest of my life with? I mean, we come up with all kinds of reasons because we have the proof. 50%. Look, I'm not going to make it. And sometimes you tell yourself, I'm not cut out for marriage. I mean, commitment that long, that's just not me. And sometimes we even talk about marriage as something that's actually that's that's actually outdated. I mean, it's an institution that's not relevant for me. Why tie myself down? When you, when you really think about it, there's a deluge of emotion that comes with something like this. Conversation about how marriages are struggling. Conversations how children are struggling from divorced relationships. Conversations around how there is abuse in marriages and conversation around this. So the time is put in or... The news is reported on this building on this foundation of a myth of the 50%. Now, now let's get real though. Some marriages don't work out and some marriages have abuse and children struggle along the way. It gets to be a little bit difficult. And 
when you have all of that staring in front of you, and we all know that every marriage needs one thing in order for it to work. And you can take a guess. It's commitment. And that tends to be the first thing that gets thrown out. I'm not going to commit to marriage if it's going to, it has a 50% chance of failing. Why commit if it's not going to work? Why not explore open relationships or just date or try polyamory or any other relationship like that out there? Why even bother committing to this idea of marriage? Well, it turns out the 50% divorce rate is actually a myth. Yep, it's actually a myth. You, you see, where you get this information, let's do the math a little bit here. Um, if you go to your government website in Canada or in the US, what they do is they report marriages that happened in a particular year. And they also report divorce rates that happened in a particular year. So the information about the marriages that happened in a particular year are actually correct. But the divorce rates that are reported for that particular year are not always marriages that happened in that particular year. So this is what the government does. They take a look at a thousand people and this is how they do their math. They take a calculate based on a thousand people. So they would say about 6.32%. I don't know who that 3.32% is, but anyway, that's how they put out their numbers. 6.32 people got married, and then they would turn around and look at the number of people that got divorced that year, and the number would turn out to be something like 3.17. So all of this is calculated over a 1,000. And if you divide that 6.32 by that 3.17, you get a number that's close to 51.3, around about 50-something percent, somewhere around there. And that's a high divorce rate. When you really think about it, it's like 50% of these marriages are actually failing. And so when people talk about this divorce rate, they take a look at that number and say, hey, here's a number that the government is reporting. They have the stats. They have the accurate information. And by the way, It's not even accounting for people that are living in separation or accounting for people that just didn't even file for divorce. So maybe the number may be even higher based on simple math of dividing those two. It may even be higher. But see, here's the problem, though. What people don't realize that the government's main agenda in reporting that is not necessarily to say that marriages are failing. Marriages are at 50% or 50% plus or close to 50% in divorce rates. That's not the government's intention. They're just putting out stats on how many people got married and how many people got divorced. And this is what people don't take into account. The same people that are getting married for a particular year are not the same people that are getting divorced for that same particular year. For example, the people that got married in 2018 and some that got divorced in 2018, it's people that got married maybe some in 2001 or 2015. But when they're reporting the divorce rate, it's being reported in that particular year. So it makes it seem like those same people that got married in that year are the same people that are getting divorced. And that's not a true reflection of what's happening here. It's totally in 
Correct. If you actually look at it from the government stats website, you will discover that the people that got married in the 1990s, uh, about 7% of the marriages are still going. They've reached their 15-year mark. And if you look at it that way, that's a 30% divorce rate. And the divorce rate for people who got married in the 2000s is actually lower than that. It is around 15%. And that's actually 85% of the marriages that are still working, that are still happening. So rather than looking at the 50-50 shot in the dark of how marriages struggle, I like to flip it and say, hey, you know what? If you go year by year and find out who are the people who got married, and, and let's, let's just put it out there, it's not an easy thing to calculate the marriage rates and the divorce rates. It's just not easy because not every information has been gathered. Not every information has been reported. When you think about it, some people get married and they separate, but they don't file for divorce. Some people move to different countries and they just separate. It just, just, just doesn't work out. It just works that way. And none of these stats get reported. But if you go year by year in 1991 and you trace all those marriages in 1991, you'll discover that it's not as high as we thought it was. It's actually lower. And when you take a look at another thing, divorce rates are cumulative statistics. They don't occur at a single moment in time, but they add up over the years of marriage. And so they have different rates. For example, 10% of all marriages end in divorce during the first five years, 10% in the 10th year, 30% in the 18th year, and 40% in the 50th year of marriage. And these are the numbers that the government can actually give out and put out. Studies have been done, have been put out. So you're actually looking at numbers that are significantly lower in terms of divorce rates. You know what? Which means after all, Somebody has been lied to to think that, you know what, marriage is not just for them. They've bought into the idea that, hey, if you get married, you're going to struggle and 50% of the time you're going to get divorced. But it's also true that people that get married do better financially. People that get married do better emotionally because they have that partner who's going to be hanging out with them. There is research that when somebody is afraid and they hold the hand of somebody whom they love, it actually calms and the brain shoots out some hormones that calm the brain. So there is something to be said about this idea of marriage that we've totally shut out and called it an institution that is ancient and old and sometimes fueled by capitalist mindset that want to sell us a product. Um get us to do certain things and to go certain places. I mean, the reality is marriages are not as bad as we thought they were. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Some of them, some some marriages are struggling. You may be having a marriage that's struggling right now. You know, a friend that has a marriage is struggling. Your mom and your dad struggled. But what we're hearing out there is not necessarily a true reflection. You know how it is. We always report the negative information over the positive information. You never hear how marriages are going well and how people are doing well in relationship. It just, it just doesn't happen that way. So where did all this misconception come from? I mean, it started in the 70s. Uh, in the 70s, there was this idea that 
marriages are struggling. And this was the time when uh, there was this sexual revolution that was coming out, the feminist movement. More often, the man was a breadwinner. The woman would stay at home. And a woman literally would take anything, uh, abuse and all these things. And women started then becoming professionals. And they were saying, hey, you know what? I'm not going to stand for this. I got a profession. I'm educated. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to leave this. In fact, 70% of the divorce rates, uh, 70% of divorces are initiated by women over issues of divorce, infidelity, and any other things that are happening. So it started that way and it was maintained that way. It got reported over and over. And as the government was putting out stats for a year and people not paying attention to that, no, it's not necessarily the divorce, the marriages that happened in a particular year that are breaking apart. It's from years before. Okay, so now that we've 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 changed the odds and understand that your marriage has 70% chance of surviving, your marriage has 80% a chance of surviving. Should give a little bit of some hope. Let, let me let, let me let you hold uh, two of uh, three things that you can you need to pay attention to in order to make your marriage really work. In order to make your marriage really thrive and grow. I mean, at some point in time in your marriage, you you fell in love. This is the luminous stage where you're excited, you're getting into it, and you're in love, and you're exploring, you're discovering. That's just a phase one of your of your marriage or of your relationship, and you got into that marriage. And year one and year two tends to be a difficult year for many marriages. And more often, that's where people throw in the towel. But you got a couple of more stages to be able to actually push forward and to go forward. Once you go forward to the next phase, which is phase two, uh, which really answers the question, will you be there for me? Any man or any woman, when they're in a marriage relationship, they want to know that, will you be there for me? Will you be there for me when I'm sick? Will you be there for when I lose that job? Will you be there for when my mom passes away? Will you be there for me when our children are acting up? Will you be there for me? So when you're in a relationship, really when you're working with your partner and trying to figure things out, at the back of your mind, you need to keep that question and make sure your partner gets to understand that I got your back. I'm going to be there for you. Um, yeah, I'm there. Uh, um, no matter what happens, I'm going to be there. Money, uh, um, you name it, you name it. So everybody needs to know and understand and feel like, you know what, you will be there for me. And the last stage really research has shown is that it is when the loyalty and betrayal kicks in. In the third stage, once a person has fallen in love in the first phase, in the second phase, and they've come to understand that you will be there for me, then it really pushes them beyond to either a position of loyalty or to a position of betrayal. And this is where marriages last. Marriages don't last because you've fallen in love and everything is nice and you were going on vacations, you make the good money. No, marriages don't last only because you feel like somebody's got your back. Marriages laugh when they move on to the last stage where the individual has made that commitment to say, you know what, I'm going to be loyal to you. I mean, some fine guys or fine women are going to come around and 
but you are the one that I chose. You're the one that I'm going to stick around with. And, and really, that's the kicker. That's where the marriage becomes beautiful. If you're unhappy at a certain point in time in your marriage, you don't have to get divorced or think or contemplate divorce. It's only a point. Marriage is a stretch. It's a marathon. When you're running a marathon, you don't give up at the first mile when you're running a two-mile race. You, you got to keep a maintained, steady pace, being there, making sure that you're there for your partner, making sure that they understand and making sure that you are loyal. And once you start thinking that there's something better out there, you're setting yourself for your marriage to fail. So there it is, folk. The myth of the 50% divorce rate. Yeah, it is a myth. Uh, marriages are actually lasting. Marriages are actually uh, surviving at a 70%, 75% rate, higher than what we think they have Hey, it's another episode of Relationship Factor. As always, if you want to get more resources, don't forget to go to relationshipfactor.org. Check out what we have there. And hey, while you're at it, go ahead and share this episode. Like, follow, tell somebody. Relationship Factor. Factor.